Yo, 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 yo. Let's go. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host, me, Jarvis Jeffries, along with Terrence Smith. What's good, people? And Nick Ely. What's happening? So much to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. We will recap week 14 in the NFL. We also will be talking about um, so much. uh, OBJ uh, not signing with the Cowboys or the Cowboys passing up on OBJ. Uh, We want to talk about them signing T.Y. Hilton uh, briefly. Also, uh, Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Uh, How dangerous are they? Because the offense doesn't seem to – it doesn't seem to, you know, be taking a step back or anything like they are moving forward. That looks like the same offense if they're not expanding it a little bit. We'll talk about that. Also, what's next for Brady and the Buccaneers? What's going on with them? They got stomped by the Niners. Uh, bang, bang, uh, Niner gang. And, uh, hey, uh, what about the Dolphins and Tua? Who's to blame for this two back, this back-to-back uh, losses now for the Miami Dolphins? Just so much to talk about. And uh, so, guys, how, how y'all feeling, man? Hey, I'm feeling great, man. I can't complain. Okay. Uh, coming off of a, a, a Ravens win, and we beat Pittsburgh, of course. So, um, I can't complain. One day I'll do it. It feels good to be, you know, a fan of the team that's the only team that have already qualified for the NFL playoffs this season. Uh, shout out to the Eagles, twelve and one. I'm in, I'm in a good place. Not gonna lie, it's, it's nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you rubbing that in, Nick. That's that is. That, <laughs> that, that is I correct. look forward to it every week. <laughs> yeah, I know it. That is correct. You are the only person on this podcast that. Uh, can say your team is already clinched. Uh, well, the, and, and and not only on the podcast, period. <laughs> Unless you're an Eagles fan, everybody, nobody can say it but you. That's good. Congrats, and um, you've got a big win against the Giants on on, on Sunday. Uh, congrats again. The Eagles are just rolling, and Jalen Hurts looks like MVP. He looks like an MVP candidate. He looks like he should be. And just a few weeks ago, both of you guys were telling me. Terrence and Nick, that you, Patrick Mahomes, they can take the MVP, shine it up real good, put it in a box and ship it to Patrick Mahomes. And now Jalen Hurts, he's put his foot on the gas and he's reminded you all that he's a dual threat quarterback and he has a lot to do with why the Eagles are 12 and 1. If he doesn't get MVP, at least, well, he didn't get injured, so he can't be comeback player of the year. Most improved. Mm. If they give that award out still, he is the most improved player. And I say that because, man, <laughs> he I didn't even know if he was a franchise quarterback. I didn't know if he could do it. And, you know, I really doubted his his deep ball accuracy. That was my main thing, you know, uh, and outside the numbers and things like that. How how good could he do that and how consistent could he do it? How long can he hang in the pocket and, and make a play with his arm and his mind instead of just, you know, scrambling out of it and, and using his legs. I didn't know. I had my doubts. But, man, he is really impressed. So, yeah, I got to say, if not MVP, definitely most improved. So, again, uh, no shade here. Nick, you got a great team. They're 12-1. and one, And, uh, hey, kudos to you, man. I mean, you're doing what you're supposed to do. But I got to tell you, we'll get into these games here. We're about to do that right now. I know I told you that I wasn't going to throw my hand in yet with this whole Brock Purdy thing and the 49ers. 
Now, another game I've watched, and it was his first start. I, t I still told you that, hey, I still like our chances here, but I'm not saying that we go to Philly and beat your Eagles. Well, I don't know, man. I'm not saying that we'll go to Philly and beat your Eagles, but I'm saying I'm real close to saying we'll come to Philly and still beat your Eagles. Oh, wait a minute. What, wait a minute. Do I, do I, do I smell it brewing? <laughs> We gotta get the well, little. We gotta get the little. We got, we, we gotta well, we got little, Don Julio versus. Uh, what, what, what's your drink of choice, service? Well, uh, it's all the way. Uh, do say these days. It used ooh, to be him, but it's do say. Right. Yeah, it's do say for me. You know why? Why? Why buy Hennessy right. when 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 Jay Z's got a liquor, right? Okay. Right. So so yes, but look, if we we gotta get the little thing, man, to ring the bell. That was the ding 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 moment right there. I'm ready, Nick. Yeah. Like, I'm ready. What's up? <laughs> I mean, look, I know, I, and I know you're on cloud nine. I know you're very arrogant right now, and you're feeling yourself, and your Eagles are 12 and 1, and you feel like you the ish right now. But I'm telling you, I'm damn near more confident now with Brock Purdy than I was when Jimmy Garoppolo was playing. And I'm talking about our chances of going to Philly because I know it's going to come to that. And I'm telling you, I'm not saying we're going to beat you. I'm saying. I damn near want to tell you we're going to beat you. Well, I mean, I, if I were you, I wouldn't have a whole lot of confidence in that take, uh, just from what I saw. And, and cause like I said, um, I, I didn't fall completely off of the, of the wagon of the Niners being at least the second-best team in the NFC uh -huh. uh, at this point, you know, just because Jimmy got hurt. Because, okay, if, if I hadn't, hadn't seen anything on Brock Purdy at the time. And I'm like, okay, if he's at least a functional quarterback – this team is really more about the run game and the defense anyway. So, you know, he'll spread it out to a couple of couple of guys on some screens and some slants and, and short out routes and that sort of thing and, and let them go be playmakers. Um, then I watched actually watched a little bit of the game from this weekend and uh, I gotta be honest, I'm not I'm not all that impressed with Brock Purdy. Um, you know, uh, he's definitely which is not saying much at this point. I mean he's obviously not as good as Jimmy G. Uh -huh. Um, you know, he, he, I don't even see, but the thing about it is I don't even necessarily see where he has the potential to be as good. It, just, it, it does, it doesn't seem like, it seemed like what happened yesterday, uh, happened with the, uh, with the game against the Bucks is that the Bucks were expecting a whole lot of very short, safe type throws. And so a few big, uh, big throws that he had down the field, it was, they were, so they were uncovered basically. Uh, you know, because they weren't expecting him to really, you know, be in a position taking the shots that way. Um, so I think as the season goes along, if, if Brock Purdy is going to have to be the answer, um, you know, obviously for the next, what, six, seven weeks at least, uh, and then you got to try to bring in a rusty Jimmy G in the playoffs, uh, I don't think that's going to be enough to get to get past my Eagles. Maybe they'd be able to be enough, as, as much as I hate to say it, maybe they'd be enough to get past the Cowboys, um, you know, in a situation like that. So uh, we'll see. Like I said, that defense is legit. Um, sounds sounds like fortunately the injury to Devo Samuel is not nearly as severe as, as you know he it seemed to look based on his reaction at the time. Uh, it looks like a two to four week. I think it says sprained MCL and maybe a high ankle sprain as well. Um, but it sounds like you know his season is not over. So that's you know mm -hmm. definitely glad for that. Just from a from a human standpoint and uh, from a 49ers fan, it's certainly a sigh of relief as well. Yeah, it's not over. For before before we get the next take, I want to say what's up with my man, uh, uh, Sherm. What's up with your man? Uh, he wanted to, he wanted to join the Great Debate Show here. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. 
Uh, um, Sharon Wayne, what's up, man? I'm, we podcast and we recording right now. And uh, if you we we chopping it up right now about the Niners. Uh, big win yesterday over the Buccaneers and our new, well, our third quarterback now, our third starter of the season, Brock Purdy. If it's in it, is anything you want to chime in in on that or with the with the football here or? That's it. You do you think so? He 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 just said he just said that's our new Tom Brady. <laughs> wow! But Nick, wow! But, but, but our co-host here, Nick, is telling me right now how bad he really is and how he's not that good as far as what did you say the deep ball accuracy or just the deep ball his lack of arm strength. Well, and and this is all the things that we know. There's some lacks, you know, with his physical attributes, but. Like they said these things, you know, you know, not the biggest hands, uh, you know, will scramble, but you know, not fast, but uh, you know, like he can read a defense and he can get rid of the ball, quick release, however, you know, accuracy good accuracy, but you know, not a very strong arm. Okay, but I know what I saw, and it looked like he could throw the football, and it looked like the ball was going down the field pretty good. It looked accurate. I mean, he got popped on the play, which you're saying where the ball was underthrown. But and IU got the touchdown. You got to understand where I'm coming from. The 49ers with Brock Purdy. I'm just glad that the quarterback took the shot. And I'm also and I'm also even you know, I'm even more glad that they took the shot and they they got it. You know, it was a bullseye. And we don't usually get that. So that was two for two. I'll take the two for two for right there on that. And then I'm gonna give you an interesting stat on 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 why I beg to differ with what you're saying right now, Nick, about um, uh, Mr. BP. Okay, uh, so check this out. This is this is crazy too, man. Uh, oh, it's in my notes. It's in my notes. All right. Here, here's something interesting here, uh, Nick. The Great Debate Show, we're live, Facebook, YouTube. We're available wherever you get your podcast, follow and download. Okay, check this out. The 49ers touchdown passes. All of the 49er touchdown passes on throws outside of the 20. 49er touchdown passes on throws outside the numbers in 20 yards or more down the field. Here's the numbers. Garoppolo in the last three seasons, two. BP, Brock Purdy, in the second quarter on Sunday, two. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? I, I'm going to say it again. The 49ers touchdown passes on throws outside the numbers 20 yards or more down the field. Garoppolo, last three seasons, two. Wow. Brock Purdy in the second quarter yesterday, two. So he definitely gives the 49ers something that they did not have, Nick. Now, I'm going to say it again. I damn near want to say we will go to Philly and beat you. And, you know, like, ring the bell. I mean, if that makes you feel better, you know, that he threw a couple of touchdown <laughs> passes down the field outside the numbers, that's, that's fantastic. As I'm, I'm happy for you. But uh, as I said, you know, I, I think as the season goes along and teams aren't playing him for just those shorter passes, those opportunities for, for deep balls will be uh, very few and far between. This is a part and of the offense. Get, for, certainly gets a team as good as, as, good as ours. 
uh, with DBs as good as ours, especially those are those are going to go back the other way. This is a part of the Shanahan offense that we haven't got to see in quite some time. You know, like the Matt Ryan days, he slung it all over the field. But since it's been Jimmy Garoppolo and anybody like Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, it's been just the middle of the field, the middle of the field. That's a slant. That's a slant. That's a that's mm. a post. That's a slant. You know, the middle of the field. And I'm like, how is he an offensive guru if they're calling the same thing? But then I would always come back and say, ah, yeah, that's right. He doesn't trust his quarterback. That's why he's calling it that, that same type of stuff. He's starting to open it up a little bit, Nick. That's what I'm trying to say. And this is just his first start. This was just his first week of getting all of the reps with the starters. Man, Nick, I'm telling you, bro, you better watch your back, man. Watch your back. Because I got more <laughs> confidence in BP damn near right now than I did in Jimmy. And Jimmy was looking good. And that's why I want to get a bouquet of flowers to Brian Greasy because he is doing a hell of a job right now as our mm -hmm. quarterback coach. And I just think that does that does not get said enough on how Garoppolo improved this year. And now our third starter of the season has improved. Look how he looks. He doesn't even look like a damn rookie. I, I say some of this goes to Brian Greasy. Uh, Shout-outs to him. Now, I'm going to let you Not only a rookie, but Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant is not so irrelevant anymore, though. That's right. That's right, T. Hey, so, Sherman, again, why is he – We've got somebody here live on Facebook here at the Great Debate Show wants to tell us real quick. We're going to get into the rest of the games. But why do you think Purdy is our new Tom Brady? Who, 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 hold on. Who you say better than him? Who you say better than Hurts? You gonna say that right now. Okay, Nick, now, now I'm not even gonna go that far to say that, but I'm gonna say this. Nick. I thought I heard something in reference to Drew Brees. Is he suggesting that Brock Purdy Nick, is Drew Brees? Is yeah, that what I heard? I, yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I, I need to. I need to get uh this mic is not picking up on that on that one right there with the Facebook Live. You didn't catch that, but he just said that that uh Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are are gonna be one and done. That's what he said. They're gonna I be heard, one I and heard done. That. You heard that part? Okay. And I wouldn't even go now and say nonsense. Yeah, and he's saying Hurts is not gonna be better than Purdy. Yeah, like eventually here we'll all be saying Purdy is better. And yes, he did make a Drew Brees reference. Or comparison. What? Am I right? Am I right, Sharon?
No, no, you good. I'm talking to the chat over here too. What's up, bro? Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was a good day for the defense. It definitely was a good day for the defense. Sherm, I appreciate you coming in here for a minute, man. Uh, man, I, I thank you because look what I'm about to do. Get on my podcast. I said, I said, I jumped on. I said, I'm going to talk to Sherm. I said, Sherm, you know, I'm going to talk to That's right. We talked about that, man. Yeah. You about to do yours now. Yeah, I'm about to jump on right now. All right, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Thank you for having me, man. It's all good, man. Anytime. And I'm gonna, we're going to do the same on your end, bro. Yes, sir. All right. For sure, we gonna be. You heard that too, didn't you, Nick? <laughs> I heard something about deep ball accuracy and Brock Purdy being better than Jalen Hurts at some point soon. I I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I guess he's since he's not actually a part of the show. I can't order him to get drug tested, but I would suggest he get drug tested. I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> okay, so we're back. We're still here on the Great Debate Show, and now, uh, guys, all right, we got we got more of the show to get in. But that was just somebody that wanted to just chime in and let Nick Ely know that his Eagles are not what he says and thinks they are. They are going to be one and done in the postseason. I think I've said that before, but then again, I didn't know Jalen was going to get better and better as the season progressed. But I. For some reason, the Eagles are still one and done in my mind, or they're going all the way to the Super Bowl and possibly win the whole thing. I don't know. I don't think there's anything in between for some reason with me. They're Super Bowl or they're first-round bust. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Nick, hey, man, ain't nobody calling me saying the 49ers ain't going to do this or do that, man. They they, they, they calling you saying the Eagles ain't going to they they, they The streets are saying, man, they ain't what they say they is. So what's up with that, Nick? Do you? Do you? I mean, you, people like to hate on greatness. That's all it is, you know. I mean, and I, and to be honest, I, they come from a crowd of people that I was a part of going into this season. Going into this season, I was not one who was a, who was a big believer in Jalen Hurts. Um, I was glad to see the moves that the, that the front office made to try to, you know, really put him to the test. And he is passing with flying colors. And so, with that being said, I, I don't see, you know, I mean, even looking at our at our entire team, top to bottom. I don't really, I don't really see any just glaring weaknesses that we have. Uh, you know, I, I think we're, this is one of the most complete teams that we've had in quite some time, or that we've seen really from from most from most anybody in the league in, in a while. So, uh, you know, from a running game to a passing game, uh, the versatility of quarterback, the uh, the stoutness and the and the consistency of the defense. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's it, uh, what else you want me to say? And I, I understand I'm a fan, but. <laughs> Uh, right, you know, right. I, I just don't see a situation where we go one and done. I hear you. I hear you. It's all good. I mean, yeah, of course you don't. But none of the teams that go one and done see that happening. But it happens. Granted health, obviously. I mean, if, if God forbid if Jalen Hurts get hurt, gets hurt at yeah. the end of the season or something like that, then, you know, that, that's a little bit different story. Know, um, but provided that our, that our main players, you know, Jalen and A.J. Brown and whoever else, you know, those guys are healthy. Yeah. Uh, Lane Johnson and, and you know defensive line guys Jordan Davis. Uh, as long as those guys are healthy, 
I don't know. I don't see a reason why we don't uh, continue to be successful. Not to mention, we still got Dallas Goddard coming back here. And I think he got hurt. Uh, I think he should be back here another week or so. Right, right. No doubt. Okay, so look, so check this out. Um, week 14, you know, like there was some there was some crazy games, some things that happened that you, you know, like, oh, my God, am I about to witness what I'm about to witness? And then it didn't happen. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, almost upset by the Texans, which would have been a Texas-size large defeat. But they, they, they prevailed. They got the win. But what does this mean about the Cowboys? Like, are they overrated? Are they underrated? Are they – what are they? Are they what their record says they are? But they got a pretty good doggone record. Uh, but, you know, still, the fact that they had to do what they did, a 98-yard drive to beat the Texans. Also, how did Vegas know that the Detroit Lions – a five and eighteen would beat a ten and two Minnesota Vikings, and they did just that. All right, so let's just get this thing popping. Uh, Nick, um, be my guest, man. Uh, how 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 do we get this thing going? And um, and let's get yeah that 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 damn, that damn Vikings and Lions game was a real shocker to me. I mean, uh, you know, I think I think a lot of people were kind of kind of confused as to how the Lions came out as the favorite. Uh, I think they were. I think they were hosting the game, but uh, as you said, they were uh, four and eight going into it. The Vikings were ten and two. Uh, you know, obviously leading their division. So uh, how how Vegas knew, um, sort of any of uh, Jarvis's uh, extracurricular theories there. I, I'm unsure of how, how they came up with that line, but uh, boy, were they right. I mean, the Lions not only won, but they covered that two and a half uh, pretty convincingly. Uh, you know, and, and that that's a team that if they can find a way to get into the postseason, um, and not, not a lot of people really want to see them. Their offense is incredibly explosive uh, with Jared Goff at the helm. Uh, defense isn't doing all a lot. And so, you know, that's the one thing that uh, seems to be a big Achilles heel for them and particularly being issues in the playoffs is that defense not being able to travel. But uh, but that offense can certainly put up some points. So, uh, you know, they're, they're a little bit more of a threat than what we would have thought. Um, and definitely an impressive win over the Vikings, but um, you know it, it's still kind of hanging on by a thread for them to get into the playoffs. Okay. Um, I mean, this is kind of like sometimes where teams just finally put it together. The, the Lions have been showing us um, shades of this for a while now, where they would, you know, play up to the competition, and and you know, I, I always go back to the game last year against my Ravens where they. They should have beat them. They they beat them, you know, for the majority of the game. And they lost to a 66-yard field goal or something along those lines uh, to Justin Tucker that hit the uprights and then eventually uh, bounced in. So, you know, it's just they, they, they've they been doing this for years, but now they're finally just finishing teams off and beating them. Uh, and kudos to Jared Goff, man, who was a quarterback in the Super Bowl, was traded away because Matthew Stafford, at the time was a little bit better. I don't think that's the case right now at all. Uh, and kept fighting, and now he's out here making plays and throwing bombs and beating up on teams like the Vikings. The Lions, if they get in the playoffs, uh, could very much be trouble. If, and if nothing else, I don't think – I think the schedule is fairly easy uh, down the stretch, so it won't be much of them playing spoiler. But uh, I do think that now they've got the confidence because they, they've seen themselves win, and a lot of times that can – that alone can kind of change a culture and change a team's mindset. They're just not – they're coming in thinking that they can actually win these games. So whoever's ahead of them in the standings, I think the commanders and the Giants, the Giants who have not been playing well at all, um, might want to try to string some wins together. 
I think the Giants have a pretty rough schedule going forward, and the Lions just don't. So it could be a situation where the Lions end up in and, and Saquon and the Giants or the Commanders end up out. You know, there's a lot of different ways it could go. But um, if I had to bet my money on it right now, I would say that the Lions would actually sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, I would say the same exact thing. Are they? What's their record now? Is it six and eight now? I believe they are five and eight. Let me go double check that. Did they go to five and eight? No, they've got to be six and something. I think they've got to be six and seven or six and eight. I mean, they've. I mean, they just won five out of their last six. They're, they're six and seven. Six and seven. You're right. Six, six and seven. seven. Yeah. So they're just a game under five hundred. They don't even have eight uh, losses yet. It's six and seven. Yeah. I think, and I think they're just a game behind the Giants and, and Commanders, both, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're right in that in that little fracas. Because uh, yeah. them, See? it's the Seahawks, uh, and then the Giants and the Commanders. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, the C- and the Seahawks lost to the Panthers yesterday. So right now, uh, everything is trending up for the Lions. And you know what? I, for one, I'm glad to see it. You know, there's not there's only been a few times in my lifetime where you can mention uh, the Lions and playoffs in the same sentence. Yeah. Uh, they usually get the Jim Moore treatment. Playoffs? Playoffs? Right. right. I want to say, I want to say real quick, I wonder how, and I know the Sean McVay, good win, uh, impressive what Baker Mayfield yep. done last Thursday and all of that, yep. yada, yada, yada. But look, don't know how that's going to work out. We'll see. Jerry Goff, I've been talking about him all season long, on and off, and you guys just keep brushing me off like, <coughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, they, they, hey, that McVay got his Super Bowl, and I know he did. But right now, wouldn't he rather have Jerry Goff quarterbacking for him other than you – know, wouldn't he rather have him than Baker Mayfield – or Matthew Stafford before, before, you know, before he was out, injured to whatever injury that he's dealing with right now. Jared Goff is balling. And look, the Detroit Lions, I'm going to tell you why they're so dangerous. Real quick, everything you said, Terrence, and then this part also. Okay, not only are the Lions balling, but this is why. They've got the young talent. You know, these young receivers that uh, – People forgot about, you know, it didn't work out with the teams that drafted them, you know, like Josh Reynolds. Remember him? Uh, DJ Shark, you know, like that was a big name in the senior bowl. And then it looked like he was going to do good in Jacksonville, but, you know, they just didn't quite pan out with the teams that drafted them. They didn't have a quarterback, you know, just everything's just unsettled. Uh, Khalif Raymond, a fast guy in the slot that uh, the Tennessee Titans drafted and didn't know what to do with him. Jamison Williams. We just saw him Sunday wide the hell open. He's back. He's now healthy. What a surprise. You know, what a Christmas we're having in Detroit. I'm telling you all, if the Lions get in the playoffs, watch the F out. For real, for real. Because the defense is not that good. Don't get me wrong. But they just got heart. And they're just playing like everything we saw on Hard Knocks. They're doing it. They're actually doing it now. They're finally putting it together. If Detroit gets in, they are scary because Jared Goff is balling. Like Jim Jones, balling. And I just and, and I just wanted to just say that. I've been saying it on and off. And like Detroit. And they traded away TJ Hawkinson. We were like, why would they do that? And, and they beat TJ Hawkinson and the Vikings. I mean, they really beat them down, if you want to be real. Justin Jefferson did his thing, but man, the Detroit Lions is not playing. So I'm just saying, they get in it. If they get in that postseason, man, watch out. They gonna they gonna whoops, they gonna spank somebody. 
You know. Yeah, well, let's do let's do a pin in that real quick because I, I do want to ask this: Have people, did people like the defenses just not know that Justin Jefferson is really good at football? Uh-huh. Like, are they just deciding not to cover him? Or what's going on? Because I mean, the numbers this dude is putting up yeah. is really getting out of hand. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Well, I, I think that's part of the reason why the the Lions have suffered a lot is because of their defense. Uh, but yesterday they were just able to 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 put up more points than the Vikings. I mean, we got to keep in mind that. Uh, Jefferson did have 200 and something yards, but his quarterback also had 405 yards. Yeah. But, you know, the Lions were able to uh, get big plays and get some touchdowns. And they, they yeah, Kirk Cousins threw for 425, and Justin Jefferson caught 223 of them. Mm, Jesus. Crazy. Yeah, that's the line. That's the Detroit Lions. You're going to get you're gonna get some entertainment, but it's going to be a show. I mean, they almost beat Buffalo on Thanksgiving. So this is how you know they could very well upset somebody in the NFC Absolutely. playoffs. Yeah, watch out if they get in. That's all I'm saying. But if they don't, man, this this it's a bright future for the Detroit for the Detroit Lions, and that that is that's that is something that we all you know should say. And they need to bring Megatron, Barry Sanders, and all of those great Lion Hall of Famers back and make all that stuff right with those guys. And everybody needs to enjoy the Detroit Lions. Winning some football games, some meaningful football games, because I think that's that that's exactly what we're about to see here in the future, and we might just see it in about four weeks. Mm. All right, what else we got, Nick? Uh, let's see. Also of interest, well, we talked about our two teams. We hadn't talked about uh, Terrence's Ravens getting the W on Sunday, sixteen to fourteen over the Steelers. Uh, without Lamar Jackson, obviously, with the injury he suffered last week. Tyler Huntley comes in, and he also gets injured. Uh, who was he replaced by, Terrence? Man, don't make me lie. They've gone through so many quarterbacks now that <laughs> I have. <laughs> me. <laughs> and and, and uh, it was uh, Anthony Brown who, who ended up replacing Tyler Huntley. But really, of course, the the uh, the crux of the game was on uh, the return of J.K. Dobbins, who had a, had a great game in his return. Uh, 15 carries, 120 yards. And a tutty for him, and like I said, just enough, sixteen to fourteen for the uh, for the Ravens to come out over the Steelers. Terrence, you feel you feeling any better after that one, or or are you just yeah? I one mean, listen, listen. Than I, I don't care if we go only get two wins in the season, beat Pittsburgh twice, but uh, but no, seriously, I, I do think that Pittsburgh with with TJ White back, uh, it's a totally different team defensively. Offensively, they're still you can see that trajectory going up, but they're still not a great offensive team right now. Uh, so just getting a win over that team with TJ Watt at, at, uh, back on the end, I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't care if it's by a half a point, uh, Vegas style here, half a point. Yeah, I don't care if it's even by a half a point, man. Just, <laughs> just gotta take that win and be happy about it because I think the uh, the times of blowing Pittsburgh out are over since TJ Watt is back. So getting a one point or a two point victory, I'm 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 not big on points because there's there's four games that Baltimore is up then by double uh by two scores in the fourth quarter and they lost them. So uh, I don't care if we win by one point at this point. Okay, gotcha. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, like the Ring Ravens, they got. I didn't I didn't watch this one. Um, was glad for your sake and and just you know in general to see the Ravens you know be able to get it done. Uh, so hopefully they're still in position when Lamar gets back for Lamar to continue to earn some more money on the contract that he definitely deserves. I want to. I want to ask. Absolutely. I want to ask Terrence a quick question before we before you move on, Nick. Okay. They're they're saying that Lamar Jackson could miss one more game and then mm-hmm. return 
for the Christmas Eve game or whatever. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, whatever. Uh, yeah, Christmas Eve, I believe. Uh, where do you, what do you see the Baltimore Ravens doing between now and postseason? Are they making the playoffs with Lamar Jackson? Are they missing the playoffs due to him not playing, uh, missing more games than you? Or does he come back and they get in? Uh, what what do you see happening here down this stretch with your team and your quarterback? And I'm trying to get to the future real quick. That's why I'm asking them. Yeah, no, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. I think right now um, this is a situation where they kind of – I'm going to use a boxing, boxing analogy. They led all the early rounds, but right now Cincinnati is um, hmm. pulling an Antonio Margarito and, and kind of chasing them down in the, in the later rounds. <laughs> um they are on the ropes as far as the division. Yeah. But I think them being in the playoffs, listen, they win one more game and they're pretty much in. Uh, I, th- I think a lot of times it's kind of 10 and in for, for the most part. There are some times where, you know, teams get 10 wins and they don't make it in. But I think Baltimore is fine. Uh, they just need to um, just kind of hold on. And I, I, I do believe that if since if they had, had lost one of these games, they would have to rush Lamar back for the second of the division. Uh, but thankfully, Huntley has come in and kind of kept them afloat in the division. So just allowing them to let Lamar get all the rest that he needs uh, and rest his knee up. So uh, right now, it really depends on Cincinnati. I mean, I think Baltimore's fine. But, you know, Cincinnati just doesn't want to lose. That, that would, it would help if they did lose. Yeah. But, you know, that right. doesn't seem like it's right. going to happen. Okay. So basically, you don't, you don't, you, you're ready for Lamar to come back as soon as he can come back. You would like for him to, you know, get well. Don't be, you know, you don't want them rushed back, but no, no, but, there's no point in it. But there's no, but but there's not a lot of confidence. It doesn't sound like it that you have in Huntley. If like if he had to, like take the Ravens down the stretch, and Lamar, I mean, he's clearly he's he is clearly capable of winning games. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't know if he's capable of winning it all because I don't think the defense is good enough to carry him. You know, San Francisco is in a um in a spot where. If the quarterback doesn't lose a game, they have a chance to win every game just because of the defense. Baltimore's defense is good, but it's not that good. Where you know the, the quarterback will have to come out and make some plays. Yeah. You know, you got the quarterback is probably going to have to go out and win the game. And in the Baltimore's case, the defense can lose a game for them. We've seen that four times already. Okay. So I don't think I don't think Huntley is good enough to uh, to win it just by the sake of, just by being there. Yeah, uh, but I do think that he he can win games for them. I just don't know if he can string together enough to win a championship. I got you. I got you. From, from got a Ravens you. Okay. standpoint, it, it, for the division, it looks like we're really setting up for a uh, Week 18 battle for the division between the Ravens uh, and the Bengals. Uh, like I said, both of them are sitting at nine and four now. The Bengals' remaining schedule is at the Bucks, uh, the Patriots. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, at the Bucks, at the Patriots. Uh, Bills come to visit them, and then the Ravens visit them to close out the season. Uh, the Ravens, meanwhile, have uh, they go to the Browns this week. Uh, that Christmas Eve game you referenced is the uh, the Falcons coming to town. They got the Steelers again, and then the Bengals to close the season. So I could I could definitely see where both of those teams could go three and up, and uh, and then be you know at week eighteen with the division on the line. Uh, the Ravens hold the lead at it now because of, because they won the first game. Um, but it, it definitely get very interesting week eighteen. Okay, and and, and, uh, and yeah, and, I mean it, it'll be intriguing there to see um, um, that Buffalo game could be a very big game. One for seeding, uh, two, you know, it could be a game where if Baltimore holds on and, and is able to win, they would probably clinch 
before they played the Bengals, or you know, it could it could be a situation where the Bengals might have a game lead and the Bills come in and and, and beat the Bengals and uh, you know put the Ravens back in it, or you know, it's it's a lot of different ways it could go. A lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. It could go. Yeah, and and, and the Bills will certainly have to keep playing because they still got the Dolphins. You know, the Dolphins lost last night. They definitely got them still on the heels. Yeah. yeah, and Nick, uh, what what Terrence was just alluding to as far as the situation that the Ravens are in versus the Niners situation where the, where the quarterback just doesn't really have to lose the game for us, and that's what I was also trying to get at, and I didn't get to make that point either, but that's pretty much it. I don't need him to be what you may be looking for him to be, Nick, is in order for the Niners to win the whole damn thing. He doesn't have to be great. He doesn't have to play like Jalen Hurts. We have the defense. We have the running game to, you know, like that really is enough right there. That's that's championship material in at least two out of three stadiums that we could go in to possibly win the whole thing. You know, just 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 speaking off of what they're showing us on the field from what I see. And again, not trying to just, you know, get my hopes up or anything like that because I've been down this road many, many times before. Colin Kaepernick, you know, coming in. Alex Smith never plays again as a Niner. But we still fell short in the Super Bowl. But we rode her back up all the way to the Super Bowl. So I've seen this and still came up short. So all I'm saying is we're at a stage now, though, where we're the best team, the best defense in the NFL. You were saying that when we were, you know, during pre-production. You said we're the best. If that's the case, Purdy doesn't have to be the best, though. And I'm going to say this again. The last time a number 10, a quarterback that wore number 10 was injured and replaced by a quarterback that wore number 13, it was Trent Green, who was replaced by Kurt Warner. And we know how that story ended the rest of that season. Nick? Well, I said said y'all the best defense. I didn't say you was the best team because that's definitely us. Um, and, and, you know, I, and I would agree against probably 29 of 32 teams in the league. Yeah, you know, the defense that y'all got is enough where as long as Brock Perry doesn't lose it for you, you know, you, you could you could potentially be the favorite in that game. But two of the, one of those teams that I would, you know, not put in that category would be my Eagles. Um, you know, I, I think in order to beat us, you're not only going to have to have a great game from your defense and your running game, but – your quarterback's going to have to do a little more than not screw it up for you. Um, I think that, that's what we bring to the table, and uh, so I think that would that would definitely be the difference um, in that situation. Even if, if you get Jimmy G back, um, fan or no fan, I think I would still take the Eagles to win the game. Uh, but certainly, I, I would I would be a little more hesitant about it. Do you if, think uh, Jimmy's on, if, if Jimmy's on the center? Okay. Do you think Do you think that the the best team always wins the championship in football? No, I don't. Okay, so that doesn't mean that your team will win a Super Bowl just because they're the best team. On any given Sunday, if we win special teams, if we keep the field flipped in field position, if you know we force one turnover more than what the Eagles are used to having, uh, if you don't force any turnovers when you normally do win that differential, you could lose. And if there's any team that can do that, it's the San Francisco 49ers. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. Like I said, ring the bell. Uh, ring the bell. I, I'm, I'm telling <laughs> ding, you. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Shit, I mean, I'm ready to go. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what's going to happen. And my man, Sherm, he really might have hit it right on the nail. Nail it in the coffin with what he said about y'all being one and done. Because something's, it's going to take something to knock you off of this high horse you want. And I think 
a first round exit is just what you need. Terrence, he needs an attitude adjustment, and I think that's exactly what a first round loss would be in the postseason for for Nick Ely. Well, 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 Nick, let me ask you this: <laughs> What? Uh, because right now you guys are at the top of the food chain. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we have seen a lot of times where teams at the top of the because I think you guys should still be undefeated. That Commanders game, as 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 good as the Commanders played, uh, that that fumble on that on that bomb by Hurts to me was just like that. That happens one in a million times. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, is there any team in the NFC that you look at and say, "Hey, I do I would not want my Eagles to play those guys." Honestly, no. I mean, the 49ers would be probably the one you, that, 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 would, that would most qualify for that. <laughs> but there's nobody that I'm like, I, I don't want to play them. Like, I mean, for me, it's just like whoever we play, I feel like we because because of how complete we've shown to be from top to bottom, I feel like this is the way we can line up with anybody in the league and get the mm-hmm. job done. I mean, if, if it calls for us, you know, it was so funny uh, going into the game, not not the, not, uh, the Giants game, but the week before when we played, we played the Titans. Um, you know, the week before that, Bart Scott had been on, on the air saying that, you know, his concern was that if the Eagles are in a situation where Jalen Hurts has to throw the ball in order for him to succeed, he doesn't know that he'll be able to do that. And, of course, he walked out against the Titans, threw for 380, three touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, and, and, you know, kind of put that to bed. And then followed up with the performance, obviously, that he, that he had, uh, or the team performance, really, in general, against the Giants. Um, so, uh, you know, we can win, we can win any kind of game we want to play. If you want to play a shootout, the Eagles can do that. If you want to play a grinded out, grinded out game, we can do that as well. Um, so no, honestly, there's nobody that I, I don't feel confident and comfortable walking on the field against this year. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Well said, man. Well put together. I like how I, I believe that's your honest answer. Also, I do. Um, okay, I hear you. But again, that still doesn't mean they'll win the game when. They played 60 minutes. When they get to the 60th minute and the clock hit zero 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 zero, it still doesn't mean your team is going to be the one with the higher score. And I'm I'm with Sherm. I think it's going to be one and done. Just let me keep watching these games. Let me keep watching the seeds and how they put them. I know the team that will come to Philly and beat them, you know. And if it comes down to the championship, it comes down to the championship. But 20 years ago – I can remember a Philadelphia Eagle team in 2002 season that was damn good, too. And I think that they were number one also in the NFC, and they had home field advantage. And in the NFC Championship game, Tampa Bay quieted the fact. Oh, man, it was so loud at the vet, veteran stadium. And then you could hear crickets after the pick six that McNabb threw to seal the deal, and the Buccaneers went on to beat the Raiders in Super Bowl 37. The Eagles were the better. Well, I, can tell you one, I can tell you one thing. The Raiders won't be there. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> the Raiders won't be there. It's not It's not looking that way, is it? Yeah. But no, I just want to say. Unless they buy tickets. Yeah. But I'm not I just, looking great for the Bucs either, if I'm being honest. It's not. It's not. But again, look. I, look, no matter what you say, the Buccaneers still can win the NFC South. And I know that I, I don't. I, and I'm ready to let this eight and three theory of mine go. I'm ready to let it go because I want my Niners to win the Super Bowl, and I think we can do that now. But it's just that I don't know when the eight and three is coming. But I thought it would be this year. Maybe it'll be next year. And maybe it'll, maybe it'll be with the Niners. I don't think it'll be this year, man. That that team right there looks absolute dead in the water. But he could. But they, but look, OBJ 
could sign with the Buccaneers and they could and they could just make this run and they could go right back to doing what they did in 2020. And they That's could just true. That, that is true. That could happen just like that. Or Gronk could come back, even though I don't think he is, but he still looks like he's in football shape, though. So he could. But I'm surprised he hadn't done that yet. But look, OBJ could still sign. The Cowboys passed on him. We've got to get to that too. Uh, and so since they passed on him, they said they don't think he can play this season. Jerry Jones needs somebody right now. However, uh, the doctors are saying he's good to go mid-January or January. So it's like, dang, dude, we're going to play like a playoff game, two playoff games? I, I don't know. Is he shutting it down for the season? Uh, to, to switch to the subject here, is he going to, you know – play at all this season with somebody and it could be Tampa Bay and then we can we'll probably be changing this this whole subject will be different the whole discussion will be totally different three weeks from now but as of now you guys yeah you're right it looks like that's it it looks like it's over but if it is that still doesn't give the Eagles a pass because we're still knocking at the door and you got to open the door so knock knock Nick we still there even if Tampa Bay doesn't do it even if the Cowboys don't do it if there's if there's one team that can do it, whether you're worried about it or not, you gotta open the door. So in other words, if, if I'm gonna write y'all off, you not you're not gonna write back. <laughs> All right, man. All right, look, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's shout it's, out it's, to Geno Smith, man. It's about to be over with for you. Oh, Thursday night football. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, uh no, no, I was I was just saying shout out to Geno Smith because when I said if I write you off, you ain't gonna write back. Oh, okay. G- I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. This, this Thursday night one is, is, is trending close to over. Uh, 27-13 patch over the, over the Cardinals five minutes to go in the fourth. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But, you know, Thursday night coming up, Thursday night football, though, is the Niners and Seahawks, and that's that's a huge game also. And it's a short week for the Niners, and the Seahawks are coming off of an upset uh, with the Panthers. And I got lucky there to get a win and to get a Seahawks loss. That was a good. That was a good Sunday, uh, for for me as a Niner. Bang bang, uh, Niner game. But look, again, OBJ passed on the Cowboys. The Cowboys almost lost to the Texans on Sunday, but they did win. The defense is is ferocious. They get to the quarterback, Micah Parsons, and all of those guys. And I know Nick's not worried about anybody, so I'm not even going to ask him about the Cowboys. But what did that what did that win against the Texans? Did they just go to sleep? Did they play down to the competition and we have nothing to worry about? Or should we be, you know, reacting, react and relax with the Cowboys in that game on Sunday with the Texans? Terrence, you want this one first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Hey, I, I'm definitely uh, relaxing. Look, at football. Uh, all those guys that get to that level of talented. Sometimes they play their best game, you play your worst. It just happens. At the end of the day, it, the Cowboys should take it as a plus. Um, they were not handed an easy win. Maybe they kind of overlooked those guys, but at the end of the day, when it came down to it, their QB, their offense, let them on a drive, a very long drive. I think 98 yards was the drive to win the game. And they didn't do it with a lot of penalties. Um, like somebody did last Thursday, it was them running the offense and running it to perfection, and they and, and they did it, and they and they cut the time off to, to Houston. Houston had to call timeouts, so it was just a marvelous drive by the Cowboys and by Dak at the end of the game. I think if anything, you should count it as something more to react to relax and just 
they should be absolutely proud of themselves for the way that they fought and um, and didn't lay down to it because the, uh, the Texans had a chance to punch it in. They were, you know, they were on like the two or three yard line, but they made a uh, um, goal line stand and they went down and put the ball in the end zone. Yep. Both sides of the ball showed up when it mattered, and to me, that's that's as big as a win as you can get. Did they cover the seventeen and a half points? They didn't. Hell but like man. I said, those guys on the other side, they're they're, they're talented also. No doubt, no doubt. All right. Well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. so I guess when I when I look at that game, uh, for sure, I, I mm, react or uh, I, I'm going to say slightly react. Now I know that sounds biased coming from me, but I, I'm going to say I'm going to slightly react because Dak Prescott did not play a good football game up until that last drive. Hmm. I mean, and really, he was he was in a position where he had to make that last drive with the time he had left. Because of an interception that he threw, um, that put the put the Texans right there, you know, on there knocking on the door basically, and the defense goes out and makes a stop and keeps him from getting in, so that he has the opportunity to go that ninety eight yards. Because uh, the defense doesn't stop and they get in for that touchdown, then they really can close the game out anyways. Um, so I mean, definitely got to give them credit for showing up when they absolutely needed it. Uh, but the fact that they ended up in that position, um, and like I said, you know, every good team, you know, will have one of these. Um, I Eagles even had we had one against the Colts. You know, where we argued we could have could have and should have lost that game and, and were able to pull it out. So I get it. Yeah. Uh, but that that one is you know particularly a little bit a little bit later on in the season and all those things. Dak has been playing great football uh, for some weeks now. Um, you know, obviously they had a, the big fourth quarter against the Vikings uh, here what, last week or two weeks ago. Um, but past that, I think I think I saw that he's thrown like eight interceptions in his last four games, mm. something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he has he a bad one, in the, and he threw a bad one in that game against the Texans that that mm-hmm. almost cost him the game. Right? Yeah, one of the one I just made reference to. So um, you know, he he definitely got to step it up for them to continue to be competitive. Um, so I, I would say at least slightly react, um, but definitely yeah. all credit to the Texans for keeping it for keeping it that close. And uh, credit to the Cowboys for pulling it out when they needed to. No doubt. When he uh when he threw that last pick, uh the first thing that came to my mind was look at Dak out here holding the Cowboys back. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, that's what it sounded like. I was thinking it when you were saying that. That, that question is starting to gain some traction on the on the uh, on the TV networks as well. Yeah, I'm starting to see that, man. I'm starting to see that. I knew I should have got it trademarked. Damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else you got though, Nick? Uh, we running through them though. We running through these games. Bills, Bills, yeah, and Jets. Marvin, you, you out here breaking ground, man. Man, breaking, look, breaking ground on new terms. Man, that's that's what we do here at the Great Debate Show, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the uh, the last game from this weekend for sure that we definitely got to talk about um, is the big Sunday nighter. Uh, the Chargers were able to knock off the Dolphins twenty three seventeen. Yeah, uh, yeah. At home, the Dolphins obviously obviously a team that is. That is uh, been very much in contention for their division for the AFC East uh, with the Bills, and so this will certainly hurt, help hurt them uh, dropping to eight and five when they could have been at nine and four, and you know turning them you know just behind the Bills there. So now they got a two game lead, two game deficit to try to make up, and I don't believe they have any matchups left with the Bills this year. So um, it would take the Bills, you know, obviously taking some losses that they're probably not projected to take. Um, I think I thought the funniest thing from it. From the whole game was uh, was the fact that Emmanuel Acho then had to go on TV and, and basically apologize to Justin Herbert. He's been calling him a social media quarterback all year and all of this. And uh, Herbert showed up and got it done, man. I mean, he's a guy that that I've been kind of kind of driving the bus for. 
uh, to some extent, you know, every week there's just a, a throw or two I see him make, and I'm just like, what is this? Like, like what is this I'm seeing? Yeah. Uh, you know, because he's doing things that uh, we just, you know, you just don't see from 99.9% of quarterbacks that, you know, that you've ever seen play. And uh, so, you know, definitely a great win for the Chargers. Um, make, make it interesting going down, this, going down this playoff stretch for sure. T. Or me. Say it again. What did you say? I was you. Do you no, want to want to take that? You, on the on the Dolphins and Chargers. Yeah, if you want to take a stab at it, or I can go ahead and then. Man, no, I mean, for the Dolphins, I think it's simple. Man, they have kind of itched themselves to the big play. Um, if you look at their offense, man, I, I know that Mike McDaniel's comes from that Shanahan uh, uh, tree, but man, he is pretty much sold out, and this is like, listen, if I, we don't get the big play. You know, we don't get anything. And I, I think that that's, that's good and bad. They kind of almost, to make another boxing analogy, a really mixed boxing, man. We need some big fights. We haven't, I think we've got one or two coming up soon. Bud Crawford had that lame thing he did over the weekend. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, back to my boxing analogy. It kind of gives them a um, bronze bomber, um, a Deontay Wilder kind of feel where they can knock you out at any time, at any point, you know, at, at any point of the fight. Uh, that's kind of how I felt last night watching them, uh, two nights ago watching them against the Chargers. Yeah. Where, you know, the Chargers had all of their players, out, a lot of their main defensive players out. But it just seems like at any time the Dolphins could hit a big play, and they did, you know. Uh, they just didn't quite have enough because um, uh, uh, was the Chargers quarterback. Herbert. Just Herbert. Herbert. Thank you, Herbert. Herbert was so masterful last night. They just didn't quite have enough. Herbert was was absolutely uh, Tyson Fury last night, <laughs> the more masterful boxer. But you know, they the Dolphins still had that one punch chance, and they 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 hit one. Yeah. But they just needed a couple more to uh you know to to put the charges away. They just couldn't do it. I'm saying it to say in the playoffs, uh, if that's how they're gonna play, man. They can beat anybody with it, but they can also lose to anybody with it. It's almost like Golden State in the three-point shot. And that three-point shot isn't falling a lot of times. Golden State doesn't really have much of a chance. And it's the same way with the Dolphins in the, in the big play. They've got to they've got to be able to connect on it. And, you know, I don't know if anybody, if a lot of teams can defend in the way the Chargers did last night. Um, I'm sure that the Dolphins are going to go complain to the, to the NFL about um, illegal contact and things of that nature that Tyreek Hill had to go through last night, which I, think, I do think that some of that, you know, was past the five yard limit, and, and they, you know, they kind of played a little rough with him. But you have to. What other, what, other, what, what, what else can you do? Hmm. Um, but it'd be intriguing to see how, how one how they how they play going forward because they still have to get into the playoffs. It's not a foregone conclusion. And how the refs officiate defenders on Tyreek Hill going forward. Right. Uh, I just I just think that the the, the L.A. Chargers. They they had a great game. Uh, Justin Herbert once again. What what can I say that you know hasn't already been said about him, man? The boy's bad, man. He's he, he's he's good, mm-hmm. and he really showed out last uh, Sunday night. He uh, he won the the battle between him and Tua, no doubt about that. But again, I don't know if that's more coaching Mac McDaniel or Tua. But one thing I will say again, kudos to uh, kudos to um, the Chargers. Justin Herbert in the offense, him and Keenan Allen, they're starting to jail since he's back, man. That's that's scary. That's dangerous to see those guys connecting like that again, uh, finally jailing again like they have been 
but they're doing it at the right time. I would like to see the Chargers run the ball a little bit more consistently, though. I mean, Eckler can really run the football, though, at times. he's I think he's underrated at that. I, I would like to see them balance that out, though, so, mm-hmm. so, 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 so it won't be so much pressure on Justin Herbert to deliver, even though he's definitely doing it when need be. I was just calling him out a little bit, not saying that he's not Burrow, because I think he's just as talented as uh, – he's definitely a little athletic. He's a big guy, strong arm. I mean, he can make some of these airway passes across the – he's good. He's, he's, he's very highly talented. It's just that I want to see playoff wins. I want to see him get in the playoffs. And Brandon Staley, you know, a lot of that falls back on him, the head coach. But he's been doing all right here lately. I don't know. I, it seems like he says Sunday night, I'm hearing all these damn rumors about Harbaugh or, you know, the Sean Payton possibly taking my job. I'll be damned. I like it. Keep it going then. Let's keep this going and let's see what the Chargers can do because they have to win these games. Herbert to do what he did in a must win because they're in playoff mode now if you want to be real, guys. Uh, that's a good game and a good victory for the Chargers. Now, Tua, man, 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 I said this. As much confidence as I have in Tua, I always told you all that Tyreek got to be putting on just a little bit because when I saw that first bomb, I was like, hmm, well, the safety was out of pocket. But if they were if they were where they needed to be, that could have gotten deflected or intercepted or something bad could have happened because or Tyreek could have just got blasted because the ball is always kind of hanging. It's a little short. It's a little underthrown. And that's just he's slinging it as hard as he can. But there's just that little bit. There's like three or four yards sometimes short that he lacks of arm strength that. Yeah. That would keep that would guide Tyreek Hill into the end zone rather than him stopping, having a weight on it, and now they're starting to bust up some of these big plays. And as as Terrence was alluding to, that Mike McDaniel is going for it all or nothing. So basically, the deep ball with him is live by die by, what it seems to be. But I just think that Tua, just that's the one thing that I said. Hey. As good as he can be in this offense, and I think this is a, a good marriage, him and McDaniel, they'll get it together and they'll be fine. They've got too much speed in Mostert in the backfield and 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 now uh, Jeff Wilson, they'll be fine. He'll get it together. They play two good teams, I would say, because the Chargers are desperate and their defense is good. And then they played the Niners the week before, which is the best in the league. You know, so I'm going to give them a little slack on that. I'm just saying that. Tua, in the near in the future, as you see, we get closer to the postseason in these games, and it's cold outside. That short ball is gonna hurt the Dolphins, and it doesn't always get there like it needs to, unless he's just really burned the hell out of. Them. And now they're starting to see now, hey, he's not just gonna burn us. He can't outthrow him. He can't overthrow Tyreek like Patrick. So hey, look here, you know what? Let's just keep everything in front of us as much as we can, and we'll just come running in on it, and they fly to it, and he's gotta he's gotta add other weapons and you know more to his arsenal yeah that's mike mcdaniel i mean but yeah uh the dolphins they don't look as dangerous as they did a few weeks ago and i would say do you all agree that the cincinnati Bengals? okay first of all let's say this the titans just got spanked by the jaguars the jaguars could still possibly win the afc south <clears throat> okay uh then we look at the the uh, buffalo bills you know who are number one in the afc However, you know, like, they're not consistent. They don't run the ball enough. Von Miller is done for the season, and I think that is going to hurt them severely. All right, and then you've got 
the Chargers who are trying to get in the postseason because they're not in just yet. And we know the Chiefs are the Chiefs. But it seems like the Chiefs, Mahomes has to be great in order for them to win. And I don't know if he's going to be great every single game. He probably will. But the one game that he's not, they're going home. So I say all that to say this. The Cincinnati Bengals are probably the most complete and dangerous team right now in the AFC. Man, things change in, in just a week or so. And here we go. That's just me, though. I think the Bengals are, like, the most complete in the AFC right now. I don't know if I can disagree with that. Um, I do think that teams that are going to beat the Bengals, they're really going to have to come in and beat the Bengals. And uh, they're solid everywhere. The, you know, the offensive line could probably still be a little uh, a little bit better. But, uh, hey, Joe Burrow has his guy back, and he's getting, he's getting the ball out of his hands. Uh, and they still won that game this weekend, and they didn't even have uh, T. Higgins. So, That's right. You know, the Bengals could very much – uh, could very much be trouble for a lot of teams, and and I and I think that it's going to be even more trouble if they end up in one of those wild card spots as opposed to the division, because now they're going to come in as an underdog against a, you know, against a Baltimore or against a, uh, the Kansas City. I, that's that's unlikely. I think Kansas City is pretty much locked in that number two spot, but the point is they could come in as an underdog against you know any of those teams and. Or they could end up playing at home. I'm playing an away game against Tennessee or against Jacksonville. Either way, none of those teams are going to want to see Cincinnati come in their house. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. If there's a team out of the AFC, out of the AFC um, that I would be that I would be somewhat concerned with, it definitely be the Bengals. Uh, like I said, I'm not, but I was going to pick one. Uh, the Bengals would definitely be. They are. They're definitely on a roll right now. Uh, like you said, Jamar Chase came back. I saw a, a, a pass, a touchdown pass to Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow just, I mean, yeah. just swung that one in there. Yeah. So that was pretty impressive. Uh, they, they definitely look like they're on top of the game right now. Oh yeah, yep. Did we wrap? Did we wrap up all the football games, Nick? Is that it? I mean, we, we didn't yep. talk Jets and Bills, but I mean, it's not a lot. It was a big game, but the Bills didn't. Uh, they avoided the sweep, and the Bills are they? They, they got the split. The Jets are a good football team. They just got to get the quarterback thing, you know, down. Mike White was playing pretty good. Okay, I guess. And then he got hurt. Flacco came in and he's he looked pretty bad. He looked pretty, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, that, that wasn't good. It's, it's just about over with for old Flacco. Just about over with for Flacco. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, basically. But the Jets now falling out of playoff contention because of that loss. It, it's Things are about to change now. We're about to see who the teams were real and who were not real. Uh, and the New York teams right now are falling out of their playoff contention, Gi- Giants and Jets. Wouldn't it be a shame, you know, that they built us all up just to let us down? We'll see. I think it's strength of scheduling, though. And the schedule, some people's schedule was a little soft earlier on yeah. in the season. And now you're starting to see now uh, New York Giants, uh, Tennessee Titans. You're starting to see now that they're playing some some good teams. They're not, they're not that good or they're not winning or they don't have enough. And um, here we go. So, uh, if we're done with the football games, I don't really have much more. We talked about Hurts possibly being MVP. We've discussed OBJ uh, not signing with Dallas. Dallas moving on. They brought in T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Jerry Jones says he needs someone now. Where will OBJ go? Brady looks bad. The Buccaneers look bad offensively. However, they could add OBJ in a week or two, and it could be 2020 all over again. It's a week-to-week league. 
and things change. We want to also note that the Cardinals lost to the Patriots 27-13 on Monday Night Football. Not a lot to talk about on that, but Kyler Murray did get injured on like the first or second play from scrimmage. And it looks like it's it's a knee injury. The way he planted his leg, trying to, you know, like make a move. Or yeah, I just saw a planted. tweet that uh, says the, uh, it's, it's more than likely an ACL. I think it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And, and, and it just goes to ask the question, and again, I'll, I've been on the record several times, many times, saying that I did not agree with the Arizona Cardinals firing Steve Wilkes after one year, and I hope he gets a crack at the job permanently in Carolina because he is doing a mm-hmm. phenomenal job right now with the Panthers, who are not out of the NFC South hunt as well uh, at 5-8. and eight. Um, J.C. Horn is a damn good corner. I told people that uh, two months ago when the Niners barely got, got the win in, in, in Carolina. That boy is good. The Panthers are good. Steve Wilkes, they need to give him a shot. They done him wrong by bringing in an overrated college coach who didn't even have a winning record named Cliff Kingsbury, and then they've got a quarterback who seems like he should have went to the team that drafted him in the major leagues. Baseball, that is. But now he's went down with an injury, and it's like they paid him all that money, and they don't think he watches film. They don't think he takes the game serious. He plays too many video games. They put that stipulation in the contract, leaked it on purpose just to make him look bad and, you know, embarrass him and then pull it back out of the contract. So he's getting his money, but now he's injured. Did we see the last possibly? I know he just signed that deal, but could that have possibly been the last snap that we saw Kyler Murray in an Arizona Cardinal uniform and or the hot seats? Cliff Kingsbury, this is it for him, right? I mean, this is it for them. Their season, they back to Colt McCoy. They're now 4-9. and nine. They're eliminated officially, I'm sure now. And their season is done. What about Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, though? Um, I think the injury might actually save Cliff Kingsbury, and I hate to say that. But, oh, um, but, but hear me out. Okay. Kyler Murray is going to be out the majority of next year. Uh, if okay. it's an ACL, uh, he won't. I don't think he'll start the season ready to play. Would have been this this late in the season. No, no, he won't. It'll be like OBJ almost. Well, not quite. Pretty much. Not quite. OBJ, not quite. Not quite. He'll probably be ready by November. Maybe by October. October. I'm okay. saying it to say you would you wouldn't want to bring in a new system while your starter is out and not able to um, mm. practice a whole bunch with the team. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. If they playing on bringing. The quarterback back. Well, at all. okay, and see, Kyler Murray just signed in the offseason. I know, but uh, right. so I know, I, but I, they, they, man, they can't, they can't move their contract that fast. Okay, but they're talking about possibly moving Aaron Rodgers' contract. I mean, the, we're hearing the rumors. You know, like Aaron Rodgers could go yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, I think else. Aaron Rodgers on the sign like a like a two year extension. Uh, but it's 50. Kyler Murray just signed that large what four four year deal, I think. Aaron yeah. Rodgers did was three years. It's fifty per though. Yeah, it's still fifty per. Yeah, three years, hundred. Three years, one hundred fifty million. Three yeah, years, so, one hundred fifty million. Uh, uh, and Aaron Rodgers uh, would probably have a a good bit of trade value too. Okay, I got you. I got you. So okay, yeah. okay. All right, c- c- continue. I'm sorry. I just. I but yeah, you. I mean that, that was that was my theory. I I I do believe that Kingsbury is definitely on the high seat. I don't think him and Kyler Murray like each other very much. Uh, Kyler Murray, apparently Kyler Murray doesn't like anybody, which I, I believe that. I know. Or nobody really <laughs> like him. Yeah. His, his, facial, his facial expressions gives me, 
I don't like people vibes. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, so no, man, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep him just based on that. You don't, I just, I just don't see where switching, switching offenses, switching coaches uh, while your star quarterback is out does you much good. So in other words, way, somebody's, somebody's going to have to come in with a backup. So you, another, know, you just don't want to do that. So you're saying, Terrence, in other words, another down year for the Arizona Cardinals next season too then? Yep. Pretty much. Yep. Now this, if, if now this kid is up, up for next season too. If they're not breaking it up, then hey, hey, I'm all here for it. <laughs> I'm here for now, it. Uh, now what they, what they, the, you know, the saving grace is that they will have a, or they should have a healthy DeAndre Hopkins, a healthy non-PD DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> a Hollywood Brown, still have a Robbie Anderson. So if they can get any kind of composite quarterback play to uh, help bridge the gap between the start of the season and whenever Kyler Murray is able to come back, who knows? Maybe they can still make some noise. But uh, the, the Cardinals have a lot of problems, and Kyler Murray being out is definitely not the only one. Uh, they've got a lot of problems on defense, a lot of problems on offense. Just as a team as a whole, they're just not good. Right. They're just not good. And I and I do believe that the majority of their problem is head coaching. Yeah. Because I do they've too. got good they've got good players everywhere. Right. And if they did decide to go away from Kingsbury, I think they are well within their right to do that. I think they should get away from both of them. And I know they've probably stuck with Kyler Murray, but he's not the answer either. I've seen enough. He's not the answer. He can't see the field. He can't read defenses. He he has to move around and do what he does. Speedy Gonzalez is what I like to call him. He has to do that in order to get out the pocket far enough to see what he's going to do. He can make some explosive plays and he can take off, but other than that, he's got nothing standing in that pocket. It's just not, no, the play calling, yeah, I'm going to put that on him as well, but I don't, I'm not sure if Kyler's the answer either. They're definitely going to give it a shot, but if they bring both of these guys back together, I'm fine in, in the NFC West. Uh, but anyway, uh, oh, oh, is that it? Um, are we finished or are we done? <laughs> I, I was just going to point out that yeah I pretty much agree with Terrence it, it probably won't be uh, the last to see Kyle Murray in Arizona but it probably should be um, and I've, I've been on this train for a while really. I, I just don't think that Kyle Murray is the player that a lot of people thought he would be um, and I, I think it's I think it's time for, for the Cardinals to try to move on from yeah. that pairing of him and Cliff Kingsbury maybe they think that another coach can work with him better than what Kingsbury's done um, and so, so then, then that, you know, I, I could buy that possibly, um, uh, depending on who the coach is that you're looking to bring in, you know, maybe just Sean Payton or somebody like that. But, uh, past that, I think this pairing is, uh, has definitely run its course. You know what, Sean Payton, you know what, on second, now that's, on, now that's on, an excellent, on second thought, maybe Cliff Kingsbury isn't that bad. Maybe they, you know, they should think this through and the Cardinals should just hang on to Kingsbury another year. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I forgot all about, I forgot all about Sean Payton that could possibly go to Arizona and, as well. And, and, and listen, we know that Sean Payton can, can win championships with us, with, Five eleven quarterback. He sure in the right, hell with can. High, with height deficient quarterbacks are a thing, a thing for him. I think the Cardinals were on his list. It was the Chargers and the Cardinals. The Cardinals would be a perfect fit for him because the the, the offensive firepower that they have, okay, would be now, a perfect fit for him. And and don't be surprised. I'm going to throw this out there. Okay. Do not be surprised if Sean Payne gets that job. He doesn't put a call into New Orleans and makes a trade for Camara. Mm, Kamara in the backfield okay. in Arizona. 
with yeah, Sean man. Payton as the coach and Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah, that could be dangerous. And D-Hop still there, yeah. You see how just one player and somebody calling the plays that knows what they're doing can just change the whole dynamics of the, the – like, just like that. Like, it changes the whole picture. And it just blew it up. Big screen. Yeah. We, went, we went from a small screen to a big screen just like that. So, I, I think yeah, that – Yeah, but I, I do think that they they should re- – <laughs> excuse me, they should really consider um, – Moving on from Kingsbury, but if they do that, they are going to have to bring in another quarterback um, to to bridge the gap. I mean, they're just going they're going to have to do that. Aaron Rodgers. I don't know who that quarter. I don't know who that quarterback could be. Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, well, if you bring in Aaron Rodgers, you, you can't have Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray because you have to. Oh, oh, you mean Kyler Murray's still there? I'm sorry, my fault. Kyler Murray's still there, but they have to bring in somebody to bridge the gap. So. I don't know if it's a situation where maybe Garoppolo is hanging around at that point. I, yeah, I'm just gonna say Jimmy. Um, yeah. You know, maybe maybe there I said Baker Mayfield is hanging around at that point. Yeah, they're old, they're old teammates. Yeah, that is true. This is true. Right. Hey he man, went, maybe he went maybe he wouldn't mind backing them up. They're old teammates. <laughs> you never. I think he would mind, but yeah, you never know. You never know. Uh, this thing, it he he has to be more humble now, Baker Mayfield with. The way this season has progressed and, you know, last season and the, up until the offseason, he knew he kind of wasn't going to be a Cleveland Brown. And then he's yeah. not a Cloud Carolina Panther either. And now he's a Ram, and we'll see how that goes. But, come on, that was one game, one night, and the Raiders need their ass whooped, you know, period. But in the end, hey, McVay could save him. But that's neither here nor there. Thursday night football, San Francisco, Seattle. It's a short week for both teams. But the Niners sustained more injuries, and uh, Debo Samuel was hurt. Didn't even get to talk about that, but Nick did bring it up earlier. And so that MCL, that sprain MCL and high ankle sprain is not as bad to where he will be out for the season or he won't be back into the postseason. He will actually be back before the regular season ends. So that's good news also for the Niners. They dodged a bullet there. Brock Purdy, as much as we talked about him, he has a rib injury. And I don't know how um, major or – I don't know if it's major or not. I don't know how major or minor that injury is, but it is a rib injury that he uh, that he uh, he had on Sunday. I think he was scrambling on a play, and the, the damn play got called back for a penalty, for a hold. Uh, but, uh, but nonetheless, he was scrambling to make a play and uh, fell and hurt his uh, – I don't know. They didn't say crack ribs. They just said ribs, so we'll see. But uh, – mm-hmm. If that hadn't happened, it might have been 42 to uh, to 7, uh, 49 to 7. I'm telling you, they pulled him back because he was already hurt. This happened in the second quarter, uh, according to Kyle Shanahan. Uh, but that's all I've got. Uh, it's been a good episode, I think. It was a great Sunday of football. Uh, again, Steve Wilkes, he, he needs a shot in Carolina. You know, seriously, permanently. Like, give them a, give them a chance, man. Uh, Absolutely. The, the Panthers are doing pretty good right now, and they're still – just shout out to them for playing football, hanging in there. They haven't given up on their season yet after seeing all these people, you know, the, the, Matt Rule being fired, Christian McCaffrey getting traded. I mean, now ba- Baker Mayfield released. It's like, okay, well, Robbie Anderson traded. It's like, okay, well, the, the Panthers are throwing the white flag. I mean, the white towel. But look at them. I mean, if the Buccaneers keep doing what they're doing, the Panthers are still in this thing. So, uh, the NFC South and the AFC South, pretty bad this year. You know, like, it almost makes me hate that I'm in the South. They've been pretty bad. Both. 
both divisions. All right, guys. So, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, anything that you all, Nick, Terrence, anything? No, I, I, don't, I don't have anything else, man. Just waiting to see how these uh, this playoff seeding kind of unfolds and a lot of possibilities. I got a lot of stuff to say about your Ravens, but I'm just waiting on the right time. I just need to see how this is going to progress. This little stretch without Lamar, when he comes back, what's going to happen with Lamar. I'm really observing your Ravens, Terrence. I'm observing them like a Raven fan myself just because it's time for a change. And I don't well, know. Well, well, let me let me just say this. I think uh, Mike Greenberg said this um, the other day, and, it, and, and he was absolutely right. Okay. The Ravens have absolutely failed Lamar Jackson. Yes. I said, we, we comes, said that. Okay. And it's that simple. Yeah. The Ravens have failed Lamar Jackson. And by doing so, by being cheap mm-hmm. and by being stubborn, um, they have essentially let a lot of teams catch up to them. Because Joe Burrow, don't people forget that when the year he was drafted, he had an injury. He was out the whole season. For the most part, now yeah. you and, 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 right, and, and now you look for the, right, and now you look up, and these guys are are at your level or better, just like that. The Eagles they drafted Jalen Hurts as a freaking project, and now you look at him, and he's he's either first or second in the MVP running, and they got uh, they got AJ Brown for a little nothing, and and AJ Brown has beaten the Ravens in a, in a uh, with a touchdown before a walk off touchdown. So you doggone well know how good that guy is. You just let him go over to the Eagles, right? Um, I could probably name a few more teams. Even listen, even Josh Allen. When Josh Allen was first over there, uh, Josh Allen was also. I don't. I don't like to say project. I, I don't want to sound like Colin Cowell, but he had to develop. He did, he wasn't always this Josh Allen. He had to develop. Yeah. And, and Stephon Diggs helped that out a lot when he got there, as we, as we said. They got him Stephon Diggs, and everything changed. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, listen, they can say what they want to say, but they have failed that guy. And and really, and I always say this, if if he wasn't as good as he is, this team would be in the running to draft first or second every year. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm for one, I'm frustrated with it. You know, I, I don't, I don't really ever consider changing my fandom or, or any any of that nature, and I'm not really considering it now. I know I might, you know, I might talk about a jump, but it's frustrating as a fan when you look around and you see all these quarterbacks. Uh, Justin Herbert has two guys. Tua now has two guys. Justin Herbert actually has four guys. If you want to be real. Through all the I mean, injuries, just, yeah, yeah. Just hurt. The offense is loaded over oh, there man. And, and, what? and the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yes, man. Palmer and those guys got better while Keenan Allen was out, but I digress. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, and it's it's just so frustrating that they cannot put decent offensive guys around him. They would rather try and win a championship with pedestrian offensive players instead of putting people around him. Listen, all these owners are rich. I don't want to hear about a tax or or a salary cap or whatever the case may be. All these owners are filthy rich. Right. And if other teams can do it, you can do it. And if you don't know how to do it, fire your GM and find somebody that knows how to. That's right. Because what the Eagles have done over there, they have gone and they drafted Devontae Smith. They traded for A.J. Brown. And not only did they do that, 
they got rid of the bad picks they had previously. Yeah. And they, they set themselves up. They set themselves up to not only be the best team this year, but also have a top five pick in the draft next year. Hmm. Yep. Those damn Eagles. Howie Roseman again. GM of the year, probably. But again G GM of the decade, if you ask me. And okay. I know he made some he may have made some bad picks well, at receiver at one point and passed yeah. over a couple guys. But my point is they are set up to where their quarterback is paid. The receivers are paid. Everybody is taken care of, and they are still sitting pretty. And why can't you do that? That's a why, do, why does this man have to, has to – not only are you not paying anybody else, your best player, the one player that you have on your franchise that makes your franchise worth anything – is not paid, and yeah. he's got to fight to get paid. Not even paid. He's got to come out of every Sunday, risk his body. Right now, he's fighting an injury, and he's still not paid, and he still doesn't have great players around him. Yeah, and this is the reason why I say it all along. He shouldn't have bet on himself. It's not looking too bright right now. No, he should have just set out. He, he should have just sat he out. He should have just set out. The hell with the Ravens. He should have just set out. Yeah, the hell with the Ravens organization because they've said the hell with him. Just like you and Mike Greenberg said, I agree. The Ravens failed Lamar Jackson. Now, again, I'm waiting on the right time and to come up with the right scenario on how I can get Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore and Derrick Henry out of out of Tennessee with the Titans. And I say that only if the Ravens and the Titans front office don't do what they need to do to get the best out of these guys' prime years before they're wasted especially Derrick Henry because he's a running back and he's been around longer than, than Lamar Jackson, a few years longer. So, like, these guys need to put it together and get this team, you know, like the window, the Super Bowl window back to it because the Ravens should be in the Super Bowl window right now with their head sticking out to see what the temperature feels like outside for the day. And it's not. It's cracked. It's damn near closed to me because there's no outside talent on offense, at the receiver position. There's nothing. Everything the Terrence said. But I'm trying to figure out a way by watching this to see how this goes, why if they're comfortable with Huntley and they're showing they are, they haven't paid Lamar, trade Lamar Jackson then. Or don't tag him and play the tagging game. Just, just let him go when his contract is up. I mean, like, forget all of that. Lamar Jackson needs to be somewhere where he will be paid the way he wants to get paid and also do what he will do for his team and probably still have some damn talent around him. So you can get the money, the big you can get the bag and you can get the talent around you, I think, if Lamar gets the hell out of there. And and again, Derrick Henry, the way the Titans play, like for what? What the hell am I keeping Derrick Henry for? Where we can't run the football. Somebody's on his ass in the backfield before I can even before Tannehill can even hand the ball off to him. They have no respect for anybody outside at receiver thanks to the idiotic move that John Robinson made by trading away A.J. Brown. So it's 89 in the box all day. What are they getting out of that? And they, were trying, and they weren't trying to do a damn thing anyway to add to this team, even though they seem like a playoff team up until now. And as of now, they are still in the postseason. But damn, the Titans, Derrick Henry, if they don't get the Titans together, Derrick Henry needs to go while they can just yeah. get a boatload of draft picks for him and move on. 
and do whatever the hell they they're planning on doing when they traded AJ Brown. You know, just rebuild or whatever you're gonna do then. But don't waste his prime years. And the same thing for Lamar Jackson. Even though he's younger, Lamar Jackson needs to be somewhere where he's going to be paid and he's going to get the talent put around him. Every time Tom Brady says he needs something, he gets it in Tampa Bay. That is the reason why he got the hell out of New England. Lamar's going to have to do the same thing, it seems, because I don't know what the Ravens are doing. And this is the reason why I always say, fire Harbaugh. The GM is gone also. So maybe you need a, a good GM because what's his name, Terrence? Um, Damn, is it Upshaw? Was it Upshaw? I think so. He's gone. He's gone now. He stepped down, and boy, can you tell. The Ravens. Oh, you mean, uh, mean Ozzy? Uh, Ozzy, Ozzy. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Ozzy's gone. Ozzie. Yes, Ozzy's gone. Yeah, unfortunately. And and we can tell. The Ravens, they should be ashamed of themselves. And honestly, I just think that, hey, they can get a whole bunch of draft picks for Lamar Jackson and whatever it is that they want to do because it doesn't seem like they want Lamar Jackson as their quarterback because they haven't paid him, and it doesn't seem like they want a lot of talent on offense because they haven't signed any. So I think that whatever your plan is, just get Lamar out of that plan and trade him, get a boatload of draft picks, roll with Huntley, do whatever you want to do with those picks. You know, that's cheaper than than doing what you should be doing, and that's spending money. So, hey, just do that. That's just my two cents. Shit, just get rid of him. Send him to somewhere where he'll be needed and he'll be paid. Period. And I know, and, and Terrence, if that was to happen, which I doubt, but if that took place the way I said it, I don't think anybody would blame you if you ended your your fandom with the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think anybody it's, would blame it, you. It is, it is very frustrating. Yeah. Um, Because they wrote this same team out essentially for how long now? At least a few years. Yeah. And it's just not fair when you look around the league and you see what other teams have done to protect their young quarterbacks, but also put great players around them. Yeah. And all we've gotten from and, and this, I, I love Bateman. I think when Bateman is on the field, the offense has a different feel. But not only did they trade away Hollywood Brown, who gave them some sort of explosiveness, they just are lack of days, excuse me, with getting offensive talent. And it's frustrating. It's, it's very frustrating. It really is. Right. Understood. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Listening to you guys, I'm just more and more grateful for Harry Roseman every day. See there? You see there? I, it must be nice. I mean, and I have a decent general manager also. I wouldn't say Harry Roseman good, but, yeah, they're about the same, I would say, because, you know, we, we do what we have to do to keep the team, you know, competitive, and we've done that for, well, this is their sixth season together. We've had three good seasons out of that six. And we, it would have been more if Garoppolo was, you know, healthy. But he's not ever healthy all the time. But that's neither here nor there. I, I'm not going to give Howie Roseman too much credit now for John Robinson, former GM of the Tennessee Titans, just being stupid. I mean, that was just stupid. So, I mean, like, he doesn't deserve all the credit in the world for another general manager just being stupid. Because that's all that was. If this is real, that was stupid. And if it's not, then that explains why he would do something that's stupid, you know, because he was told to do it or it's some type of reason why A.J. Brown belongs in Philadelphia. He wears number 11 and it's, this ritual equals this and Jamal. It got to be something. But that, that, that's the only thing that would explain for why he did what he did. And and, and if there's, there's no explanation for it, then, you know, then Howie Roseman can't get all of the credit in the world. But, yeah, kudos to him for saying, hey, huh, 
I've already got everything put together. I just need to put a few bells and whistles here, right here, sharpen this up, polish that up. There's the cherry on the top. That was in Dominican Sue, Linval Joseph, you know, things like that to, to, to seal the deal and say, hey, yeah, I know we got a little leak. We got a little leak, but watch this. And then he fixed the leak. So I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying that if, if the Eagles are what I think they are when they play good competition, though, like at some point they're going to prove me right that they are fix-a-flat. And at some point, you got to get that tire. Fix a flat only lasts for a, for a little minute. And Sherm said that you're one and done. That would be the fix a flat. I think you need to buy the tire. I don't know if you've got it. I don't know if you've got it. You need to go to the tire shop. And guess who's going to be there waiting on you? Brock <laughs> Purdy. <laughs> this is going to be fun, guys, for real, seriously. This is going to be real fun. I'm going to have fun with it all the way to the end until we go home or until we raise the Lombardi trophy. It's going to be fun because Nick and myself, Eagles, 49ers, we're going to – I think it's going to happen unless something drastically happens and Brock can't play uh, or somebody else goes down and we just can't make the playoffs and we miss it. We just, just go out and just lose the rest of these games. We're going to see Philly. And who knows? I'm looking forward to that. And who knows? The winner of that game still could very well see Terrence and his Ravens. Who knows? The AFC is just so wide open, I don't know. When you think NFC, you think automatically Philly. Or you say, well, what about San Francisco and Dallas? But then that's it. So the NFC is kind of like the NBA Eastern Conference, it seems. But then you got the AFC. Man, I mean, I just told you Cincinnati is the deepest, but – Man, Baltimore is right there. Lamar is just, you know, like chilling right now trying to get healthy, and they're still squeaking these wins out because the defense is so good when they want to be. It's just it's just hard to say right now. The Miami, we know they're better than this two-game losing streak they're on. And then you've got the Bills and the Chiefs. Who are the Bills and the Chiefs? But what if the Jets do get back in the playoff hunt and they get in? The Jets' defense is scary good. Nobody even throws it over Sauce Gardner's way anymore. He's damn near Revis now. They're not throwing it over there anymore. And the other guys are pretty good, too. They just need to get their quarterback situation straight. Honestly, and run the football a little bit more because they've been throwing the hell out of it with Mike White. But that's neither here nor there. The AFC is deep. It is. So, yeah, who knows? What if? But if the Eagles and Niners go at it, we clash Nick, and then we have to run into Terrence's team, and then Terrence gets the last laugh. We did all of that shouting. <laughs> we did all that shouting and shit for nothing <laughs> all season long. And he's the I'm, one who I'm nobody expected. He's, he Nobody expected him to be the winner, and he came out with the football and the trophy. <laughs> That's the way it works. That would be crazy. If that happens, I'm, I'm quitting the show. I'm done, I'm done with the great debate show because Terrence will be insufferable. No, man, I'm not that type of fan. <laughs> you know what? Well, I don't know if we I don't know if we will we will know. I guess we would have to see. To be, I don't think that's Terrence though, Nick, but I guess we would have to see. Especially with, with all the transfers I've talked this year, Terrence is gonna be I, I'm not gonna be able to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, Terrence is gonna turn into Ice Cube on uh uh It's All About the Benjamins. You know, when they was riding in the car, he was like, man, I know what I said about them diamonds and all, but she, you know. <laughs> but, but, but when you get them in your hand, though, no, you know. <laughs> Terrence may right. change on us once he get there at the Super Bowl. You know, it may, he may sound just like Nick. We don't know. We'll see. 
Uh, all right, guys, that's, I'm done. I'm sorry. That's it. It was a great show, though. And uh, it's just good that all three of us can compete. Nobody's sitting here miserable, you know, like, damn, my team's three and nine. You know, like, what am I doing here? You know, podcast for what? <laughs> that's good. We're all competing, though. And so we're uh, still in it. And we've got so much basketball news, though, on the next show. We also want to talk about the coaches again. Uh, you know, it's heating up as far as some of the coaches that are going to come in, some of the coaches that are going to get put out on a hot seat. Um, I still think the Mike Vrabel thing in Tennessee is going to be interesting, depending on what they do general manager-wise. And, um, again, the Chiefs, Mahomes, three touchdowns on Sunday but three interceptions. So, Jalen Hurts for MVP. All right, that's it. We're done. It's been a good show. Man, y'all be safe out there, and uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Real quick, do y'all want to give y'all prediction for Thursday night? Football? Um, we got 49ers and Seahawks? Yeah, we won't be doing it until after the game. So, yeah, 49ers and Seahawks on Thursday. Brock Purdy's dealing mm. with a rib injury. Debo's out, of course, for a while. And uh, the Seahawks are coming off of a loss that I'm sure they want to, you know. You know what? Yeah, hey, the division game, I'm actually going to go – with the upset and take the Seahawks. All righty. T has the Seahawks over the Niners. Yeah, a lot of injury, a lot of injuries for the 49ers. Yeah. Um, I will say that the one one bright spot outside of the Debo injury is that Christian McCaffrey probably had his best game best game on the ground uh, this past weekend, and that, that might uh, continue into Thursday. But I think that the Seahawks would make just enough plays. Uh, and be able to stretch the field a lot more with with Lockett and Metcalf, and you know most teams can't can't stretch the field as much as those guys can. Right. Uh, Gino might make some plays with his legs, and it'll be just enough to squeak by with a with a seventeen uh, fourteen win or seventeen ten win. Mm. I think that's a game y'all might fall asleep on. Then uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, hope I not. probably would actually. I hope not. Probably, yeah. Right. Nick, what you got? I'm I'm around with Terrence, man. I'm going I'm going with the Seahawks to win that one as well. Thursday night games are always kind of weird. Um, a lot of times you will see the underdog kind of pull the upset in those. Uh, Seahawks obviously are also fighting for some playoff position here. Um, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take them to get to get out that upset. Forty nine is a three and a half point favorite, so that should tell you that uh, that Vegas definitely sees this as a pretty close one as well. And uh, I think Seahawks are gonna be able to make a difference on it. Sorry, Jarvis. Yeah, no, no, it's all good. Like this is a game that I was, <laughs> this is a game that that I circled, uh, and 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 I kind of I kind of really sit you all up to take the Seahawks as well. I wanted to remind you all that they're coming off of a loss, and but they're good and their offense is this and that. Hey, look, uh, this is a game I circled and thought, yeah, I can see we'll probably split with Seattle. They're they're on fire. They're red hot. It'll be electric in there. That twelfth man still exists, even though you thought out the L O. B and and beast mode and Russell Wilson after those days were you thought that those days were over with after they lost those players but it still is a 12th man out there so is Brock Purdy gonna be ready for that yeah I think he is I just think there's something about this dude man he's a cool cat and he he's very poised and I don't think he's afraid of anything now that will be a gift and a curse for us you know at times he will try to fit some balls in there sometimes that he probably shouldn't but he sees the field quicker. He can, you know, progress everything, register everything. It just – the Seahawks defense is pretty bad. Like, it's it's not that good. So, he'll be fine. And then as far as the Seahawks offense, it is 
red hot. You know, well, probably not red hot, but they're still can they still can get it going, and they're still clicking. Even off coming after this loss, I just think our defense is the best in the league. And if it's the best in the league, like they say it is, like it looks like it is for the most part, we'll make enough stops when needed. It'll be a bend but don't break night for us, I believe. But if they kick more field goals, which I think they will do versus getting touchdowns, the Niners will be fine. So as much as I almost said that the Seahawks would get this win this time around, nah, I'm going for the clean sweep. We get this win, we're 5-0 and in the division, and we'll just be one win away from sweeping the entire division, and that'll be week 18 as we play the Cardinals at home. Uh, so I'm – I'm taking the Niners. I'm glad that we're all different on that. Um, and hopefully, you know, the Seahawks lose. They'll be 7-7. Seven and seven. My Niners will, will win their seventh straight because that's the part that I left out. The Niners are on a six-game winning streak. This will be the seventh game straight. If you all listen to me closely, when I talk about this, these streaks that go to seven games and ends after seven games, I don't think it's failed me not once. If it has, it's been so long I can't remember. Also, the Tom Brady game, Buccaneers versus 49ers on Sunday, did you know that Tom Brady has won his last seven games versus quarterbacks making their first starts? And that, that <laughs> and sure enough on number eight, huh? And sure enough it ended on Brock Purdy, who was old number eight. It ended old at Purdy. It, old Purdy. It ended at seven once again. So I just thought I'd remind you. This is the this will be the seventh straight win for the Niners. I'm taking the Niners. Uh, okay. All right, guys. Well, you know what? I I, I I trust you on that. I feel you. I feel you. Just when it's time to make your parlay, just remember I said it. I'm not saying you know give yourself a chance to win. I'm just saying re- remember that. Keep that in the back of your mind if you want to just you know have that one ticket that you didn't tell anybody you had oh. in your pocket. Right. That, hey, that Nick, you, you gave us the A.J. Brown two touchdowns. You got anything you want to contribute for this game? Okay. Hell no. Not on a Thursday night <laughs> game, I don't. It's, it's no. no. <laughs> Damn. Oh, my goodness. Damn. Okay. Well, maybe defense or something. I don't know. The defense is hard for me, though. They don't let me – I don't know. I have – FanDuel doesn't let you just do everything like you can do with the NBA. It's just defense. Or the defense is going to score, you know, like – why can't it be Bosa's getting two sacks at plus at you know plus twenty two hundred or three sacks at plus twenty two hundred and I'm finna cash in? Like they need to stop that. That's got to change. But anyway, um, that's it. We're done. Good show. Great show. Uh, I, I had this one debate in in mind, but I think we've talked about it before, but we hadn't really talked about it before on the show, on the Great Debate Show, and I think it was a uh, Man, I don't remember now. I think it was it was either two rappers or it was two – man, I don't remember. But it was good. We'll get back. I, I, I'll think of it later. We'll do it. We got more entertainment coming for you, though, with these debates. Uh, the Bad Boys versus Rush Hour versus uh, Friday, that was pretty fun. A lot of people said – It was that, fun. That, that A lot of people said they enjoyed that, too. And that, that debate actually went on uh, the next few days. Uh, in 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 the great debate show community, for what I saw and for what I heard, so good stuff there. And we're gonna we're gonna come up with some more good goodies uh, also in the in the near future here. But that's it for us. We'll be back after Thursday night football. 
uh, prime video, Niners, Seahawks. I think it's going to be pretty good. A good offense against a good defense. We'll see how that goes. All right, I'm done. That's it, y'all. Be safe. Hey, y'all have a good uh, good, good day, and, um, yeah, peace out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though.